The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Saturday Night Live in Las Vegas. Here we are at the Circus Sportsbook, VSIN Studio. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann, Sunday Bet Prep. We've got two more of these in terms of uh, the football season, and that's it, Scott. Yeah. The football season Amazing. flies by. We're going to talk a lot of Super Bowl props and uh, just break down the game from every angle tonight with uh, a great guest list. How about Dwayne Colucci, the Rampart Sportsbook Manager? How about Mike Tice, former Minnesota Vikings head coach? Will Hill? Adam Hill and Patrick Everson of Vegas Insider joined the show tonight as well. Scott, uh, looking forward to it. And uh, have you d- jumped into the um, Super Bowl prop books and uh, all the props that are out, hundreds of props oh, that yeah. are out there so far? I have. You know, uh, got the Caesars props list, got my props on my phone from here, obviously, uh, just in Westgate. So I've been looking, I've been looking, and I've made a few wagers already, a few props, wagers that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show, but I would say probably by Monday or Tuesday is when I'll have, you know, like probably my my full list of props. I might add one or two later in the week, and there'll be more entertainment props than anything else, but uh, I'll have my normal seven, maybe eight serious props, so mm-hmm. to speak, for lack of a better term, uh, this Monday or Tuesday. So I'm looking forward to it. It's been fun looking through the props as always, and we're going to be talking about seven or eight of those Coming up a little bit later in the show. You know, it's not always fun. Sometimes it's exhausting. It uh, can be. <laughs> you know, last night I spent all night last night betting college uh, hoops games, and I started to study props. And I had the Westgate book in front of me. I decided to go about 4.30 in the morning. Getting <laughs> tired, getting a little drowsy, <laughs> lay down on the couch, read the props, fell asleep for a half hour, woke up with the props book on my face. Um, <laughs> and, then, and, then, 
stayed up, wrote up some props, bet some props, bet some college hoops, been up ever since. But there's there's so much to go through. Sure. It's like studying for an exam in college where uh, you're trying to cram with uh, hundreds of props. Some of them you throw out and you yeah. skip over. But, I mean, there's so many to read and analyze that actually sometimes becomes a little bit too much. I think you have to – time management is key when it sure. comes to, uh, I think, uh, analyzing – are handicapping these Super Bowl props. Well, the, the books, you know, they basically have a template that they follow oh, and then sure. they add a few depending on the players. And that's kind of what I decided years ago is like I got to get myself kind of a, a template or at least in my mind of the kind of props I'm going to want to play and not play. And so I do look at those and I start crossing out, you know, props that are likely to happen if Team A wins, props that are likely to happen if Team B wins. And I get rid of that because – Guess what, Matt? I've been wrong before on who's <laughs> going to win a football game or a basketball game. And if I'm wrong in the Super Bowl, I don't want to have 10 props tied to the team that I thought was going to win. So I'm able to eliminate a lot of that stuff. I've kind of gotten my mind of what I'm looking for right out of the blocks. And, and again, I'll bring that up a little bit later in the show when we're talking about a couple of props that I've already jumped in on. Uh, but I kind of, you know, doing shows with Chuck Esposito in the past and guys like that that have been doing these props forever, uh, it's been a case of I know they got a template. I got to come up with one, two to try to counter what they're doing behind the counter. Uh, because if I don't, if I'm just, you know, going through these props one by one, like you said, you get so darn exhausted. I mean, my Fridays this time of the year are noon to midnight studying college basketball, handicapping the next day's card. And so the last thing I wanted to be doing was props. Or, and still, without doing the props, I wake up at four in the morning with some stuff, you know, <laughs> with some of the information of the papers uh, basically on the pillow underneath my head. Uh, so it's it's already difficult enough, but that's one recommendation. Get yourself a template. Stay away from who you think is going to win the game and just play props that can happen no matter who's winning the game, whether it's close or a blowout. We're going to have uh, some props, best bets later in the show. Scott's got some. I've got some. We're going to have a much longer list by next week, yeah. but uh, we both have about five, four or five apiece uh, to go through on tonight's show. The first of uh, many, you would think, seven-figure bets on the Super Bowl showed up today. And that was a bet MGM. $1 million on the Eagles on the money line at minus 125, according to bet MGM. Uh, Scott, let's open here with the Eagles and their uh, easy road to Phoenix, <laughs> or so-called easy road to yeah. Phoenix, because that's uh, a big talking point in the media this week. Has any team ever had an easier path to the Super Bowl than uh, facing the Giants and Daniel Jones and the 49ers without a quarterback? Yeah. Uh, are the Super Bowl favorites – and the Eagles right now, minus one and a half here at Circus Sportsbook and DraftKings. Are the Super Bowl favorites a product of a soft schedule? What do you say, Scott? You know, you've been talking about the Eagles. I heard last week from somebody that you've been talking about them since last March. May 10th. And you and I on this show have been talking about them since our very first show, which was a preview show a week before the games began yeah. back on September 3rd. So if you were thinking that this Philadelphia team or if they were projected by the so-called experts to be an eight-win team or a seven-win team and all of a sudden they go out and they win like they did this year, and then they're in the Super Bowl. And you look at the schedule and you say, all right, well, part of that was you know better play than we thought they were going to uh, perform all season long, and part of that was a weak schedule. I don't agree with this. First of all, and I, I was doing a show yesterday, Matt, and they were asking me about the weak schedule. And my response was, and this was only part of it, but it was, would you rather be in a division, and I'm not knocking the Chiefs right now, but would you rather be in a division where you play – Denver and the Raiders four times or be in a division where you play the Giants and the Commanders four times this particular season. And then, of course, I think Dallas and the Chargers, you can kind of throw in there as being pretty equal mm -hmm. as far as their power ratings are concerned. But just look at the division. You had four games against Denver 
and the Raiders if you're Kansas City. So I think just within the division, Philadelphia played a tougher schedule than did Kansas City in those six games against divisional opponents. I'll call two of them a push, again, between the Cowboys and the Chargers. And, you know, I just think this is funny when you start looking at things like this. I mean, I really believe we have the two best teams in the Super Bowl. I mean, maybe a few weeks ago I would have argued that Cincinnati with a healthy offensive line was the best team. Maybe you had Buffalo power rated number one a few weeks ago, and that's all understandable. But the two best teams, as far as I'm concerned, made it to the Super Bowl. If they came out there and they just beat these teams or the defense only had 48 sacks on the season, they had 70 freaking sacks in the regular season. And it's not like San Francisco, like what's-his-face last week, Purdy or Josh Johnson, goes out on the field, trips over the chains, and all of a sudden he's out, and it's the luck factor. They produced. I mean, they made their luck. When all of a sudden you got guys getting to the quarterback every other play because your defensive line just swarmed that San Francisco strong offensive line, you made it happen. So you can kind of tell that I I think it's crazy when you hear people saying, well, I'm going to bet Kansas City because Philadelphia's schedule was soft. If Philly loses next week, it's not because their schedule leading up to the Super Bowl was soft. If uh, Philly loses next week, it's going to be because Patrick Mahomes had the magic touch and uh, found a way to pull out the game in the fourth quarter. I think that's that would be the difference if uh, the Chiefs do it. By the way, the NFC East was pretty tough this season. Absolutely. The Cowboys, yeah. Giants, and Commanders, it's not like the Eagles had an easy road through their division. Let's take a look at this from uh, NFL on CBS. Best records versus winning teams in a single season. This includes the playoffs. The 2003 Patriots, 10-0. 2004 Patriots, 10-1. 2007 Patriots, 9-1. The 1969 Vikings, you remember that team, Scott? <laughs> nine and one, and the 2022 Eagles, nine and one. So you could actually use that to shoot down that Eagles easy road uh, narrative that's out there in the mainstream media right now, which I knew we were going to hear a lot about this in the right. two weeks leading up to the game. You got to generate talking points. And uh, when, when people watch the Niners uh, basically play a four-string quarterback in the NFC Championship game. I was like, here we go. The Eagles are going to get no credit for this exactly. one. But <laughs> to your point, they knocked out the quarterback. Yes. They got to Brock Purdy and hit him right <laughs> and knocked him out. And uh, that's that's part of the mission of the defense, by the way. So no, I don't think it has anything to do with an easy path. And the AFC West, by the way, fell apart this yeah. season. And you talked about the Raiders and the Chiefs, or the Raiders and the Broncos. The Chiefs struggled to win three of those four that's games. Right. That's right. They struggled to win three or four. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you showed that chart, you see the Patriots three times being up there, and they that's all they heard. You know, they're in a horrible division. They're in uh-huh. an easy division. They're making, you know, they're making their way through a division that's just not that tough. Well, you know, Tom Brady ended up needing two hands to hold all those Super Bowl rings. Couldn't fit them all on one. And so I don't really think that when you get to this, if you start seven and one and your schedule's soft, and your projected wins total was maybe seven on the season, you might have benefited from a soft schedule. But Mm -hmm. you're in the Super Bowl, man, and all of those teams, let's see, I'm looking at them now, all of those except for what, the Vikings, did the Patriots win those three Super Bowls? But anyway, I was going to say they always had to hear that through all of Brady's wins of the Super Bowls was that they played in a soft division. Uh, Of course, the Vikings did lose their offer in the Super Bowl. But uh, listen, again, you talked about, you just said it, Kansas City had a rough time with Denver and Las Vegas in three of those games. Um... I don't know. I just can't I can't jump on board. That's all I can say about it. I can't get on board with this. They played a soft schedule. That's why they're here. And I think you're right about the two best teams that got there. Now, for a while, I thought the Bills were the best sure. team in the AFC, but the Bills faded down the stretch, and uh, the Chiefs did not. And uh, 
you actually go back to the Bills and the Chiefs when they met in the regular season in Kansas City. The Bills won that game. That's right. 24-20. That was in uh, week six, I believe. Nobody cares about that now. You know, at that point, it looked like, hey, the Bills, this is their year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, give the Eagles all the credit for uh, getting there because they're 14-3, and three, Scott. The, the odds makers opened the Eagles' win total eight and a half. It was about up to nine and a half. Right. They went 14-3. and three. Two of the losses were with a backup quarterback starting. Right. So part of your job is to take, um, take care of business against the mediocre teams, the bad teams on your schedule, and the Eagles did that the whole season. And if they would have played Cincinnati last week in advance, you would have heard, well, since he was out without three of their best offensive linemen, it was a patchwork offensive line, right. it was soft, yet Kansas City slips by and maybe would not have won if not for that late 15-yard penalty. And they get to be called the best team in football, and they played a tough schedule. I don't know. I just think it's a lot of people who are looking for reasons to not like the Eagles and Jalen Hurts uh, this week. But uh, they did what you thought they would for almost a year. They did what I thought they would for about five months. And uh, – and here we are, and I think they deserve to be there, no doubt about it. All right, that's the uh, Philadelphia side of the story. We're going to take a closer look at the Chiefs after the break when we come back. And uh, once again, Dwayne Colucci, Rampart Sportsbook Manager in this hour. Mike Tice going to lead off uh, the second hour with us. And uh, the former Vikings coach will give us his take on the game and who he likes. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back here in a couple minutes. This is uh, Sunday Bet Prep, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. This segment of Sunday Bet Prep presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. The simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're seeking. Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you, though. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com, Z-Y-N.com. Today, warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. That's Zen, Z-Y-N.com. Back here on Sunday Bet Prep, Scott Spritzer, Matt Humans. Let's take a closer look at the Chiefs. How much does playoff experience matter? We're talking about Patrick Mahomes, he's got it. Jalen Hurts does not. Andy Reid's got it. Nick Sirianni does not. Scott, do you think this, that's going to matter when you get to uh, all the distractions that surround the Super Bowl and then the pressure of the game itself? It's kind of funny. It depends on who you talk to in the NFL, which this is a good question for Mike Tice a little bit later. Uh-huh. But I was reading an interview with Leslie Frazier. That's from, a, I don't know, a year or two ago or whatever it was. And he was asked about how much experience matters when it comes to the quarterback and, like you just said, the coaching situation. And he, he said, it was a good answer. He goes, because you fantasize this from the first time you picked up a football uh, because you dreamed about it ever since you put on a helmet in high school and in college and then, of course, in the NFL – uh, that it it just becomes such a big part of your emotions, the emotions of it all. And then he went on to say, you know, that guys who have been here before, they've already dealt with it. It doesn't even creep into their minds anymore after they've been there once or twice, and that's Mahomes. As far as Hurts is concerned, it's going to be interesting to see, and I think we'll know if there's some nerves early on because he's never been uh, to this level. And we really don't know how he's going to react, and that's why I can't make prop bets or game bets off of it, the thought that it might be a – 
a situation because we don't know how he's going to react in the Super Bowl. We saw what happened when he played for Alabama in the championship game and what happened there, but it should be, you would think, logically speaking, which I don't like to get too logical when it comes to betting in the NFL, (laughs) and to us mere mortals, it seems like it would be something you would factor into the equation of who you're going to bet on, props or the side or the total. Uh, but these guys aren't mere mortals, as we all know. They hit the genetic lottery, and a lot of guys, a lot of these guys can put uh, things that happen outside of the sidelines out of their minds. But uh, Belichick had a good answer, kind of a little bit different than Frazier. He said he told his guys who had never played in a Super Bowl before, just do what you do individually. Do what you've practiced and done all season long and let the game itself play out. And he came out and he said that uh, you can only control what you can control. And that means control your game. Everything you're supposed to do as an individual, just go out and do it. Like you've done it all year and things will come together or they won't. You can only control so much. So I, I kind of lean towards Belichick a little bit more than Frazier. I think Frazier's thoughts, although valid, I think it's one of those situations. Those are what guys like I think about the situation where Belichick's thinking about those are what guys who make it to the NFL think about that situation. And so there's a, probably a little bit in between there somewhere, but but I thought what Belichick said was pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, I think if the uh, the nerves show up, talking about a quarterback or young players that would be in the first quarter at the start of the game, or it's going to be in the fourth quarter where a guy like Mahomes has the experience sure. and is, uh, accepts, embraces the pressure of uh, the moment in the fourth quarter when he's trying to make a comeback, like he did against the 49ers right. three years ago. San Francisco was the better team in that Super Bowl, Scott, yeah. but Patrick Mahomes pulled a rabbit out of the hat in the fourth quarter and uh, made a few big plays, and that was the difference in the game. I don't, You know, and Jimmy G kind of choked, I'm going to say, and Kyle Shanahan kind of choked too right. in the fourth quarter. I don't know if that was experience or not, but that's what happened. That's how it played out when the Chiefs beat the 49ers in that comeback 31-20 uh, three years ago. Let's hear from Andy Reid talking about Nick Sirianni because Reid's got the experience of being here. He's won the Super Bowl. He's lost uh, a couple Super Bowls. And uh, Nick Sirianni making his first trip for Philadelphia. His personality, he, he, uh, he, he's, he's a guy that um, you can talk to and uh, communicates well. He, um, he's got a fire to him that, that you appreciate and the players appreciate. Um, a personality, you know, uh, is what I'm saying, a good personality that way. So, and he's smart. I had a chance to talk to him, and he's a smart kid, so... He's, and he, I think he's perfect for Philadelphia. That's a tough place. And he's a tough kid. And he relates well with the people there. All right. He's a smart kid. He's a tough kid. He relates well. And re- relates well so he can handle Philadelphia. Well, you know what? It's pretty <laughs> easy to handle Philadelphia when you're winning. Let's see how you handle it when uh, adversity hits. And, and but, put it this way, Matt. Uh-huh. I was just going to say is, like, if who would you rather have if you're down 14? If you had to be down 14, uh-huh. 12 minutes to go in the game. Do you want Mahomes and Reed or do you want Hurts and Sirianni? I'll take Mahomes and Reed mm-hmm. in that spot because they've done it before. They've been there before. They've won a Super Bowl uh, where we don't know. It's a, it's just something we don't know about Sirianni and Hurts. And you would think Mahomes would have the big advantage, as you mentioned. He did it already coming from 10 down, I believe it was, at the end of three quarters in that game against San Francisco. Yeah, it's something that's, uh, I think, a little bit difficult to handicap at this point. But when you get to the fourth quarter of this game, let's say it's tight, you know, if I'm live betting it, I might give the edge to uh, sure. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, uh, just depending on how the game flow goes. One thing I can say about the uh, the Chiefs, their offensive line better be up to the task, mm-hmm. Scott, because the last time uh, the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl to the Buccaneers, Patrick Mahomes was on the run. 
It was a jailbreak on the offensive line, and the uh, Tampa Bay defensive line was all over Patrick Mahomes right. in that, that game. He did everything he could to try to make plays and survive. Look at this Eagles defensive line, <laughs> and uh, this Philly front's going to put a lot of pressure on Mahomes. These are the sacks this season for the Philly defensive line. Hassan Reddick, 19 and a half. How about Josh Sweat, 12 and a half. Javon Hargrave, 12. Brandon Graham, 12. Fletcher Cox, 8. Uh, Scott, that's a that's the most dominant defensive line in the NFL. Absolutely, and I don't care who they played to get there. They're going up against NFL offensive lines, and they're doing that. And as we mentioned, it was a situation where they knocked two quarterbacks out of the game last week in the NFC title game, and San Francisco could do nothing about it up front. That's supposed to be a pretty darn good San Francisco offensive line that really has bought into everything Shanahan preaches, and they still weren't able to. And then they bring in Sue, Philadelphia, to, to, to like, you know, kind of help shut down the running game a little bit. And all of a sudden, he's getting pressure mm-hmm. on quarterbacks now over the last few games. So it, it's going to be tough. The one thing Kansas City has that's better than what happened when they went up against Tampa Bay and lost 31 to 9 is an offensive line that is obviously better than that one was. You remember that offensive line was pretty banged up. And then you had in that game Patrick Mahomes with a, a foot injury, I believe it was, and he wasn't able to pivot. He wasn't able to run like he normally does when there's trouble, which could be a case in this game with his ankle issue. But uh, at least his offensive line is better this time around, and they're healthy. I don't know how much that's going to help, though. I mean, my gosh, Fletcher Cox has eight and a half sacks. Guy's going to be 92 in March, you know, and he's got eight and a half <laughs> sacks know. on the season. Well, Hassan Reddick's got 19 and a half, including the playoffs. He had 16 in the regular season. He's the perfect uh, Philly star because he went to Temple. You know, and you're yeah. looking at this uh, defensive line with uh, Reddick, Sweat, Hargrave, Graham, Cox. This Chiefs uh, offensive line uh, has got its work cut out for it, Scott. I think that's one concern you have to have if you bet the Chiefs because uh, we've seen what can go wrong when the offensive line breaks down. Patrick Mahomes was sacked 26 times this season. That's not a high total. He did throw 12 picks. Uh, to go with his uh, NFL high 41 TD passes. Uh, I think that Mahomes' mobility is going to be okay. You would think with two weeks, the way we saw him move around in the uh, AFC championship game on that supposed high ankle sprain, I don't think he had a true high ankle sprain because if he did, you wouldn't be running around like that five days later. But uh, I I would think that his mobility is going to be fine, and um, that's going to lead to a prop bet I'm going to talk about later in the show. But I, th- I think Mahomes is going to be under pressure, and he's going to have to use his mobility to stay away from this Philly defensive front. Philly plays a lot of zone, and they have a, a play that Kansas City runs over and over throughout a football game, and I like to call it Kelsey crosses. And that's what they do against that zone. And I'm not the only one to talk about this over the last week. Uh, when they're playing zone coverage, there's nobody better at tight end than Kelsey in the NFL at finding the open portion of the field, kind of curled away from where the – I guess, where they're moving inside when it comes to some of the coverage. And so he's able to find those open patches. And we've heard him say, Kelsey, a lot of times during the game, doesn't even have a route planned to run. They just go get open. But in order to do that against his own defense, you got to be able to have a little bit of time to let Kelsey get to those open spots Mm -hmm. on the field. And if they're not able to provide Mahomes with that kind of coverage, it takes a huge, huge play out of the game game plan, out out of the playbook, of what Kansas City needs to do to win football games. So I think it's going to be great watching this first quarter, quarter and a half, and seeing if they can protect him when he's going up against that zone and he's looking for Kelsey. Got to hold that ball a little bit longer to get Kelsey open, and if they're not able to do it, it could be a long afternoon for the Chiefs. You know, Scott, also last week, the KC defensive front looked really good against the Bengals, but that was a a Cincinnati offensive line that was shorthanded. Right. And uh, Chris Jones had a couple of sacks in that game. 
Now it's going to be an elite Eagles offensive line, sure. so it's going to be a different story this week. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see if they're able to uh, get to the quarterback a little more often. And even though Burrow's mobile, uh, uh, Joe Burrow's mobile, you, you've got a different story when it comes to Jalen Hurts. A guy can take off. He can call his own number yeah. several times throughout a game if needed. And this is the one game a year uh, that I don't mind to see my quarterback run the ball 20 times if he has to to win a football game, and that could be Jalen Hurts. All right, Dwayne Colucci, he's the sportsbook manager at the Rampart. He's always got a sharp opinion. He's on deck. Stay tuned for the Colucci next on VSIN. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, the big game means big plans for VSIN. The network will be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with uh, athletes and celebrities interviewed and our experts breaking down the game. You won't want to miss any of VSIN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VSIN Final Countdown, and Primetime all live from Radio Row starting on Monday. VSIN.com, again, VSIN.com for all the Super Bowl coverage as the sports betting network is on the scene in the, the Phoenix area. All right, back to the Sunday Bet Prep Show. Scott Spreitzer, Matt Humans with a local celebrity, Dwayne Colucci. Follow him on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne. I know this guy's a celebrity, Scott, because I was up working at about 6 in the morning a couple <laughs> days ago, and I see Colucci on TV at Top Golf promoting the Super Bowl week. DC, what time did you wake up to make that TV spot? <laughs> Matt, three o'clock. Oh, uh, no. Three a.m. by the top. Yeah, I had to. You know, I got a shower. I'm in Hamilton, so you know, Top Golf is like on Culver Lane, and you got all that construction on the strip. Uh, you know, I thought it was a wise move. Uh, let's take Flamingo all the way down. Yeah, there was uh, like right at the strip, all cones set up. Oh my god! They got that one facility, Scott. They're building that Formula One facility, like near Harmon and Colville. It's monstrous, and yeah. you know it, it took a little while to get there. Luckily, I was driving at four a.m., so you know nobody really was on the road. But uh, it was a trek. So three a.m. at <laughs> you know, Dwayne, I was finishing a glass of Woodford about three a.m. the same morning, so I didn't see your tweet until about six hours later. But uh, after I took a little nap, but uh, you know, I don't want to bag the F one coming here. But, man, what are you going to see, about 20 feet of the track if you're uh, in the stands? Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of, lot of prep- I can't believe it. A lot of preparation for a yeah. race that's going to fly by, but I guess money talks. And it's going to be a big event in Vegas. Dwayne, what was the temperature when you, uh, <laughs> let's say you teed, teed it up at Top Golf at 6 in the morning the other day? Was it above freezing? No, I would say about uh, 28 degrees, Matt. So, <laughs> I, you know, it, it was cold, and I was lucky, you know, on the, we did two shoots. So the second shoot, I, like, really drilled the ball. I was proud of myself. <laughs> I got about 200 yards, and that's that's good for me, trust me. You know, I always turn you guys down with the VC golf tournament because uh, I'm just horrible. You know, <laughs> I from Queens, didn't have much uh, golf playing uh, when I would go to Saratoga, they have beautiful golf courses over there. I would, you know, go to the driving range and play the par threes. But, you know, I, that's so far removed. I'm just uh, not the golfer. <laughs> All right. For those coming out to Vegas for Super Bowl Sunday, the forecast is temperatures in the low to mid-60s. Uh, should be much better weather. So don't be afraid to come out 
Super Bowl Sunday and stop by the Rampart to see Dwayne Colucci out there. Great sports book uh, out in Summerlin. All right, DC, let's talk about it. You're a Cowboys fan. The Eagles are in the big game, uh, but your unbiased opinion here, Eagles one-and-a-half-point favorites, which side do you like? Let's start there. Yeah, man, right now I do like the Eagles, I'll be honest with you. You know, they they are the best team in the NFC by far, and they definitely uh, showed that against San Francisco. They were able to accomplish what Dallas could not. They got to Brock Purdy. They injured him. They got that massive pass rush. The defense is just phenomenal. You could see Jalen Hurts is, uh, you know, he's still, I I wouldn't say now he's still hurt, but, you know, you could tell in that San Francisco game, it was the second game back off the injury. He was starting to get going. He's definitely an offensive force. You combine that with Sanders, A.J. Brown, they have a lot going for them. And they just dominated San Francisco. Once Purdy went out, you know, you had Johnson out there then they concussed him it was just a ferocious pass rush ball control to the max and a credit to the eagles you know they were great hurts beat dallas when he was in the game naturally dallas beat them when Minshew was the quarterback so you know uh, dallas did have a good account of themselves for the season but you know Dak Prescott once again he imploded so that definitely is a credit to Jalen Hurts who's much younger and now already in a Super Bowl championship so just a phenomenal talent there well coached dominated San Francisco on the other hand guys you know Patrick Mahomes he's a gamer He is great. This guy is awesome. You know, five straight championships, just a fabulous talent. He was able to overcome the high ankle sprain and beat a very game Cincinnati team. And everybody, you know, guys, they were all talking about the bad calls, and we saw a lot of them. But Patrick Mahomes also conceded the ball once by throwing it backwards, Mm -hmm. which you won't see him do again in another 10,000 pass attempts. So, you know, that was definitely a turning point that got Cincinnati back into the game. But down the stretch, you know, a bad penalty. Naturally, that last call was definitely the right call. You can't tackle a quarterback four yards out of bounds, maybe even more, and land on top of them. So we're going to see a great championship. The handle already is off the hook. You guys saw I tweeted out that $100,000 wager that we booked on Monday, uh, Chiefs money line. It's going to be great two-way action. I'm leaning towards Philadelphia especially with Kansas City having that wide receiver core banged up. And what Philadelphia has to do is really stay out of that zone. You know, they love to play the zone defense, but you got to be careful with Kelsey out there. And, you know, if you give Mahomes time, he's going to pick you apart. But I don't know if that's possible. You mentioned the receivers potentially being healthy or not. And, Dwayne, that's what I was going to ask you. Let's say by Tuesday or whatever we find out that you know, at least two of the three receivers for Kansas City that are sitting out of practice right now, Juju, Kadarius Tony, and McCall Hardman, if at least two of those three are practicing and it looks like they're going to play and be at least around 90%, does that have any chance at all to start maybe influencing people to move the number or not a lot or move the number or not? And, and I know we're going to get a lot of public action starting next Friday, but do you, where do you see this number going by the time it's all said and done? Yeah, definitely, Scott. Uh, you know, the the injury report is going to play a massive factor into people's thought process. Now, Valdez Scantling really stepped up last week, and I was expecting that, you know, much sooner in the regular season, but he finally got it done at money time, and he's definitely a potent weapon, but he needs Juju Smith to take some pressure off. 
Tony, you know, he's been banged up so often, uh, you know, he'll probably play. But I think it would massively influence the public the more weapons that Patrick Mahomes has. And also, as we start to learn more about the high ankle sprain injury, if it's lingering, uh, you know, obviously the first half is the major test. He will come out and be more sharp in the first half because, you know, you get the cortisone, what have you. You definitely get massaged. You're definitely warm going out there. But then when you have to sit that 15, 20 minutes halftime, even longer during the Super Bowl, it becomes a problem because everything tightens up. So the injury report is very relevant here and a great point you're making, Scott. I think it will sway the number if they're healthy and bring it a little closer. But right now, you know, Philadelphia is the favorite after the Chiefs opened up at the Rampart and South Point, a one-point favorite. You know, it's going to be hard to get the Chiefs back into that favoritism role the way the public is perceiving this matchup. Dwayne Colucci, Rampart Sportsbook Manager with us. Uh, DC, how about the total here? 50 and a half right now at Circa and DraftKings. I've seen some 51s out there. I know a couple uh, of professional bettors who think this total might close as high as 52. What do you think is going to happen with the total by kickoff? Well, once again, Matt, like Scott said, you know, you get more and more weapons. There definitely could be some increases in the total, and people are going to tend to bet over as Kansas City gets sure. healthier and healthier. Now, let's keep in mind, though, you know, uh, Philadelphia has the capabilities to shut down teams. So that defense, when it starts to get rolling and you play ball control and start running the ball, hurts running the ball occasionally, then you have Sanders and the short passing game working, you know, it definitely time will start to elapse and you could see an under but as the health of the wide receivers is established if they are healthy we will see some over betters Kansas City likes to put up points and the Eagles have put up massive points this year as well you know uh, definitely it could be an over but I think that it's going to be a tighter played game than people anticipate. Dwayne I gotta ask you the final minute or so here I can remember when Chuck Esposito was all over the place talking about will Fridge score a touchdown in the 1986 post-1985 Super Bowl season with the Chicago Bears. I was 18, 19 years old, and that was like the first one that got noticed. What are you at now as far as ratio or percentages when it comes to, you know, game bets as opposed to, you know, prop bets as far as your percentages are concerned? Oh, that's, that's an awesome question, Scott. You know the ticket right and the ticket count is going to be much more on the propositions. I have guys that are just reeling off props, $5 a piece, you know, what have you, $10 a piece. <laughs> uh, I would say the lo- you know the larger bets are on the straight bets. Sure. But uh, definitely it's near that 50-50 range now. You get so many people that are enamored with propositions and the handle just increases, you know, uh, people to score the first touchdown, uh, over-unders, matches against, uh, you know, more rushing yards, Sanders and Pacheco, what have you. You know, it's just a great, great feeling. And we put up as many props as possible. We got like 19 pages going right now at the Rampart and South Point, guys. So definitely, unless you see, you know, a huge, uh, you know, uh, wager at the South Point or the Rampart, it gets real close, you know, definitely close to 50-50, guys. All right. Thanks, D.C. Appreciate the time tonight. Dwayne Colucci, Rampart Sportsbook Manager. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Scott. Stop out at the Rampart if you get a chance. Out in Summerlin, great sportsbook. Say hi to D.C. We'll be back. We're going to talk Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers next.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Hey, football betters, the championship game is set, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Win big with tons of specials on February 12th, like the same game parlay bet and get, live bet and get, and football squares game. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, you get a square in the house. If the numbers on the square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. All right, back, Sunday bet prep. Let's talk Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. Why not? Derek Carr has never won a playoff game. Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. But these guys are going to influence the uh, futures market a little bit in the offseason, especially if Aaron Rodgers gets traded from the uh, Packers. It looks more and more like that's going to happen. Scott, would you be surprised at this point if Green Bay does not trade Rodgers? I, I think I would. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know we hear this talk from Rodgers the last couple of the post seasons. Feels different this time. It does. Right? It absolutely yeah. does. And I would feel a little bit uh, shocked if he's still in a Green Bay uniform uh, next season. As far as, like, what he has talked about, we haven't really heard any hints about where he might end up. Well, we kind of did, I guess, today. Uh, but other than that, it's like he said he's not going to San Francisco. I, I've been – well, I don't know what Jimmy G did to uh, Shanahan. You know, I heard Shanahan the other day saying, I can't see any which way, you know, any any possible way that Jimmy G could be in a San Francisco uniform next year. And he's, he was saying that before last year. And then, of course, he was forced to use him when Trey Lance got hurt. But uh, he said he's not going to go to San Francisco, did Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Were you surprised at that at all? I didn't I, – I really thought he would have a better chance of landing – here if Brady retired than San Francisco. But I was kind of surprised he came out so quickly and said, I'm not going there. Yeah, there's a lot to uh, talk about here because I was surprised, first of all, that Tom Brady retired. So was I, obviously. You know, at 6 in the morning when you get that news the other day, like, what? Because uh, all the reports and Josh McDaniels was telling people that Tom Brady's going to be his quarterback. Right. And all of a sudden, I I wonder when uh, Brady informed McDaniels that, hey, you know, I'm not coming to Vegas, I'm going to (laughs) retire. Uh, so the Raiders have to go to plan B because they're definitely not bringing Derek Carr back. He's, sure. he's going to be dealt if he's not released. And uh, Derek Carr has been granted permission by the Raiders now to uh, talk to teams in terms of potential trade partners. Um, so the Raiders have to go to plan B, which you would think would be Jimmy Garoppolo. But it might be Aaron Rodgers. And Devontae Adams ties into all of this because Adams left Green Bay because he – First of all, wanted to play for the Raiders, uh, one of his favorite teams, if not his sure. favorite team, I think, when he was growing up in California, and Derek Carr, his teammate at Fresno mm-hmm. State. Well, Carr's out, but hey, maybe Aaron Rodgers is in, back in. So you can <laughs> reunite that uh, Green Bay connection in Las Vegas, and I, it does make sense if you can make the money work, Scott. And that's a, It's not like fantasy football where you can just call up your buddy and make a trade because Aaron Rodgers signed a three-year, $150 million right. contract last year. And that's a big contract to fit into your salary cap. Uh, but first of all, let's deal with Derek Carr first and talk about which team makes the most sense for Carr because he's going to be on the move. And uh, there's plenty of teams out there that need a quarterback. But here's Derek Carr talking to NFL Network uh, during the Pro Bowl games festivities this week in Las Vegas. I'm thankful for my time here in Las Vegas and in Oakland. Um, and I'll always be thankful and grateful. But it comes a time when it's just it's time to move on. and. Um, that's this time. And so um, I'm excited. Can't wait to see where God takes us next. I'm, I'm going to give that city everything that I have. Um, but 
for for just one more time. You know, I get to represent the Raiders, and uh, you know, I'm excited to do that for our fans and uh, to get to say goodbye in our stadium. Uh, didn't know how what what my next time in the stadium would be, but for it being the fourth Pro Bowl, that's a pretty good time. Um, Derek, there's been a lot said about how it ended for you in Las Vegas, how they handled it. Is there something that you would want to share about from your perspective how it all went down? I mean, I think it, I think there's a time and a place for it. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm grateful for everyone that reached out that wanted to give me the platform to share my side. You know, um, but uh, I just don't feel like I should. You know, um, I'm just gonna continue to hold my head up. I'm gonna continue to. Uh, to speak graciously to everybody and about everybody because um, I don't have anything bad to say. And so, um, you know, there's things that obviously, you know, the hardest part about being human is that you want to share and you want to make everything right and all that kind of stuff, but it's not going to fix anything, you know. Um, so for me, um, I'll just let it be what it is and I'll just keep loving people and give my, my next city my best. <laughs> That's Derek Carr, the NFL Network, stealing Scott Spreicher's line. I'm just going to keep loving people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He stole it. <laughs> he said, uh, Derek Carr said, I don't have anything bad to say. Well, he's got plenty bad to say. He just has, doesn't want to say it right now. Right. He he knows that Mark Davis and uh, Josh McDaniels pretty much undercut him. Yeah. And uh, he's not happy with ownership and the coach. And uh, But Derek Carr's on the move and probably better for both sides. Uh, the Raiders get a fresh start. If it's Aaron Rodgers, it could be much better uh, from the Las Vegas perspective. Where do you think Derek Carr lands, Scott? There's so many teams that need a quarterback, and the draft is going to impact this too uh, because let's say the Indianapolis Colts, who have been recycling veteran quarterbacks, trade decide, up. yeah, we're going to trade up. We want Bryce Young sure. or something like that. We want to draft a young quarterback and build that way. Uh, where might it be? The Jets, the Buccaneers, there's so many teams where Derek Carr might fall. If, if I'm Derek Carr, I want to go to the Jets. I really do. And I've talked mm. about this last couple of the shows about the New York Jets having the foundation in place to really make a decent run mm -hmm. next season if they got a signal caller uh, who is a legit starter. And so if I'm Derek Carr, I, I, that, that's my first choice. I'm going to the New York Jets. I've got a great running game. Hall's going to be back. I've got good receivers. I've got what seems to be really good coaching, and, and that's mm -hmm. where I end up going. Good defense, the whole thing. You know, it's funny because I, I, I understand why people like Derek Carr so much in Las Vegas, and they don't want him to go. And I do see some of these – Facebook comments and Twitter comments and all that about, you know, we're not going to get anybody better. This guy's great and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not going to debate anybody over whether I think Derek Carr is a legit number one starter or not, or whether he's the cause of them losing more football games than they should. But I threw together a couple of stats before we get to Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think his supporters will accept this, but they should. The Raiders were 19th in QBR this season, 19th. Carr got solid protection. He was top 10, or they were top 10, Las Vegas, in sacks allowed. They were number five in yards per carry, almost five yards per pop. When you're protecting the quarterback that well with your offensive line and pass protection, when your offensive line is run blocking to where you're getting 4.8 yards per pop, you can't be 19th in QBR. You can't. Right, right. And, and, and expect to get anywhere. So I do put, you know, at least 40% of – what happened to Vegas this year on Derek Carr's shoulders. Puts up great numbers, and then there's a couple of key points during the game where he makes bad reads or bad throws. It's as simple as that. But, uh, boy, if I'm if I'm Rodgers or Carr, I'm thinking New York Jets is a possible landing spot. Well, Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing. Exactly. Uh, Derek yeah. Carr did not play well this season. Right. He did not. I watched every Raiders game. I, I basically uh, watched every Raiders game three times. Carr made so many mistakes. 
sure. bad reads, bad throws. Uh, no excuses for the way he played this year. And I don't, I don't uh, fault the Raiders for moving on, right. Josh McDaniels for moving on. Uh, will they move on to Aaron Rodgers? I think this is interesting. Let's hear Rodgers talking with Amanda Balionis of CBS at the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am golf tournament. And uh, that's after he said, I'm not going to San Fran the day before uh, when uh, spectators ask him any off-season news. I'm not going to the 49ers. Maybe he's going to end up in Vegas. Here's Aaron Rodgers. It's fun to be here. It's such a great event. Fans are amazing. A lot of people yelling different teams they want me to come to next year, um, which has been fun because uh, we got a little uh, inside bet going about which team's going to have the most fans. But uh, it's been fun. I was going to say that for my last question, but you're leading me right into it. Is there maybe like a favorite color, favorite city that you might have on your mind for next season? I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot of a lot of Raider fans are encouraging me. A lot of Devonte misses you comments. So we're having some fun with it. It's a great, uh, you know, great event for the fans to come out here, and hopefully we can get back on the course. All right. So uh, Devonte Adams, I think, uh, wants Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas. He wants his quarterback <laughs> back uh, from Green Bay. Scott, I'll ask you this. So if the Raiders can pull this off, and Rodgers is a quarterback, and they're going to have to up- upgrade the offensive line and uh, definitely the defense in the offseason, is it worth taking a shot on the Raiders on the futures right now, 40-1, to 1, or you can find 50-1, to 1, uh, somewhere around there? Uh, is it worth that shot right now, uh, sensing that the Raiders might sign Rodgers I, I or think make, make a deal for Rodgers? I, I think it's not bad if you want to jump in right now. Uh, you're talking about, again, the offensive line is probably better than they got credit for throughout mm-hmm. the course of the season. I just mentioned how good they were blocking uh, for the running game. I just mentioned how good they were pass blocking. And then you've got one of the best tight ends of the business who comes back from injury. You've got Devontae Adams, one of the hardest working players, no matter what position you're talking about, and the relationship with Aaron Rodgers, who said he's the best player he ever played with just a couple of years ago. I, I think 40 or 50 to 1 taking the shot now, not a bad idea. All right, we're going to talk to Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal in the final hour of the show, and uh, he covers the Raiders. He's got a lot of insight to what's going on. So we'll see what he thinks about Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders and if that is uh, realistic. Uh, quick break, back here in a couple minutes. We're going to talk to uh, former Minnesota Vikings coach Mike Tice. Stay tuned. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.